Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 91. I am Steve Harnick, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design and technology and where they meet, plus other tidbits that I find interesting. This episode is being recorded and released on Friday, November 1st, 2019. Visit pixelswim.com for all of these show notes and social links. If you want to follow along or leave any feedback, it's always appreciated. Uh, you can also get in touch there in different ways. So again, that's pixelswim.com. So let's uh, dive into our weekly feedback notes and links. All right, so quick feedback from episode 90. Uh, thank you to Guillermo Ortiz, who left feedback on MeWe. Just a real quick one about uh, there being some static last time on the recording. I'm not really sure why there was, but uh, yeah, I kind of cleared up after a little bit. Uh, I tried to keep the microphone away from <laughs> all the electronics and stuff, but uh, it was unavoidable. But uh, thanks, Guillermo, for that. And thanks to Kyle Helms, who reached out on Twitter. Uh, just general feedback about the show. So thank you for that. And I think that's it for feedback for episode 90. So uh, again, visit pixelswim.com if you want to leave any feedback. Okay, so with that out of the way, let's do our LG G6 weekly report. Welcome to the LG G6 weekly report. All right, so I am still using the LG G6. I know I mentioned it last time or last week that I switched back uh, after kind of wanting to go back to it for a little while now after it uh, got broken and yeah I'm still using it uh, it's sort of kind of it's starting to look like the heat of the processor is warping the the display in the upper half like uh, kind of behind the display a little bit uh, there's a little spotting well it's a little discoloration I guess when the screen is completely white uh, and the processor has just been kind of running very warm <laughs> uh, which I guess isn't very different from what it usually does but uh, coming off that Moto X4 it's uh, noticeably different and I think like I said it's maybe starting to kind of warp the display not to where it's unusable just where it's uh, visually uh, not uh, looking correct <laughs> especially with whites so I'm not a hundred percent sure if I'm gonna make it to the end of the year with this G6 it's just kind of been a little bit of a struggle to keep using it so we'll see if uh if i can make it to the end of the year like i've been trying to with this g6 off and on <laughs> so uh yeah i have been trying to start looking for another device i think i've mentioned this in the past i think last week i said the lg g8 was on the top of my list uh, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure yet. I actually, shockingly enough, have been looking at the LG G7 again. Now, this is one that I've gotten in in the past uh, when we switched to T-Mobile not too long ago. I tried to take advantage of a deal that they had, buy one, get one for these LG G7s, and I didn't particularly like it very much, uh, but the price has come down significantly. So I think back when I got them, it was the fact that uh, if we you know we weren't paying like the absolute best price for them uh compared to today especially uh they're kind of hovering down in the 130 140 range right now on swappa one and that's dollars but uh yeah so I'm, I'm not ruling that out i don't want to rule that one out uh, especially with the processor issues that this g6 has been having and honestly it jumps up two generations of snapdragons uh that, that to the 845 I believe is the in the G7 uh, from the 821 in the G6 so no 835 G series phone from LG so 
uh, yeah, I'm not going to rule it out uh, because you can get a really good deal on those. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's an LG and it still works. It should still work okay for me. And I did ha didn't have it in for very long and I had to make a quick decision kind of uh, before when I got them in from T-Mobile. So I just uh, kind of feel like, yeah, I could give it another chance. Uh, it happens every once in a while with phones. So uh, maybe, maybe we'll see. Because uh, I've also been looking at other phones, uh, maybe in the Snapdragon 600 series line. Uh, so just because of the, I've mentioned in the past a long time ago, I think uh, about not really liking the fact that processors heat up as much as they do. So, and usually in the 600 and below series for the Snapdragons, the heat is actually considerably less. So it's on these flagship processors that the, it has that issue. Uh, and I feel like inevitably every every flagship processor is going to get hot as uh, software updates come in and require more processing power and uh, eventually like this with this g6 kind of warp the display a little bit so uh, we'll see i'm still in the process of trying to look for something else but uh, for now uh, still sticking with the g6 who knows it could change <laughs> by next week but uh, we shall see and that, uh, that's pretty much it, though, for this week's LG G6 Weekly Report. All right, so jumping into our next section here, I just wanted to say Happy Halloween to everybody. I hope everybody had a good Halloween yesterday, the October 31st. Uh, it is one of my favorite holidays. I just uh, have always enjoyed it. So uh, I kind of really enjoy uh, good horror movies, uh, only ones that have good stories, uh, not any of the... <laughs> the jump scare movies with, you know, weak stories and weak, uh, just stuff that's just trying to scare you. Uh, I kind of enjoy the, the story and the mystery usually more so than, uh, the scary jump out at you when it's actually nothing type of movie. So, but, uh, either way. And I also love the, uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Uh, I actually think I went last year and purchased, uh, the first 10 or so of them from uh, Google Play movies or videos or whatever that is. <laughs> I can't remember what the, what they call that. I don't use it very often, but I uh, purchased just the Treehouse of Horror episodes for, like I said, about the, uh, maybe it was the first five of them, because I think they started in the third or fourth season of The Simpsons, but I've always really enjoyed those. So, uh, And usually around this time of year, too, I listen to the Stuff You Should Know podcast quite a bit. I've been kind of getting back into it lately, and I forgot that every year they do sort of a uh, Halloween-themed week uh, with their episodes. Uh, this week, I definitely recommend taking a listen to a few of them. They did an episode on where trick-or-treating came from. Uh, they also had a shorter episode where they read uh, three very short stories by Ambrose Bierce. Uh, and so I always <laughs> like when they, they read those. Those kind of stories and the stuff that they read on there usually is the kind of stuff that I enjoy listening to. It's just very uh, interesting, the story. Usually there's a mystery to it uh, along with sort of the dark undertones of it but uh and they've also released their their main halloween episode for the week where they read another longer story so uh check those out if you are into that kind of thing i tend to really enjoy their podcasts i think they're there's a reason that they've had you know over a thousand episodes and have been around for 10 plus years i think those guys are uh, a good pairing and they're just uh, entertaining and, and 
good to listen to just sent there you know <laughs> they're pretty funny too so uh always dropping in simpsons references and stuff so yeah definitely on the same wavelength with those guys uh but yeah check that out i'll put a link in the show notes to those on uh, and, and any of their other past halloween episodes are definitely recommended for around this time of year so or if you you know want to put it just subscribe to them <laughs> not that they need it good lord knows they have plenty of subscribers but uh yeah, uh, I can I can always recommend them for uh, their Halloween episodes. All right, so on to the next thing here, kind of keeping in the, the vein of Halloween, I have been playing a video game. I did post about this on uh, Twitter uh, that I'm kind of tagging this game, but I don't usually play a ton of games uh, at all on any platform. But uh, I think a couple years ago, there was a Christmas sale on the Microsoft Store <laughs> on Windows 10. And uh, this uh, game isn't necessarily uh, just pigeonholed to, to Windows, but uh, they're actually on all the other platforms. But the game is uh, Thimbleweed Park, uh, and I really loved uh, playing it. I actually just got through finishing it. Uh, basically, it's a point-and-click casual adventure game. Uh, which is right up my alley because I'm not a big timed or point-and-shoot person. Uh, I don't necessarily like to be uh, in that sort of uh, first-person shooter type game uh, with all the pressure and, <laughs> and stuff like that, especially when I don't know how to play. So this is a very casual game. Uh, it's really, really quirky, and it's kind of dark, which kind of leads it in with the uh, Halloween aspect of things uh so it's it's really great for feeling like uh the halloween feeling uh but either way uh it's not 100 percent kid friendly uh there it's close to being kid friendly there's uh quite a few characters in the game uh one of them is a sort of cursing clown character uh it's pretty funny uh they bleep out all of his stuff uh, all the uh the uh, curse words that he uses but uh it's still funny either way, uh, and I guess you can buy an extension pack uh, for for a dollar to uh, unbleep everything that he's saying, which I think is hilarious. But uh, overall, uh, the game itself has a really good story. It's uh, set in 1988. Uh, you have to solve a murder. Uh, you you can play as many different characters, and actually you have to to sort of uh, beat the game. You do have to play as multiple characters, kind of helping each other out and doing different things. So. Uh, and it is kind of a found items game as well. So you pick up stuff along the way and you combine those items or you give those items to people uh, or use them for certain things, you know, sort, sort of a, like a puzzle uh, in that way. Uh, it's, uh, but overall, just love the, the story of it. It's super quirky. I, I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't uh, accentuate that fact enough. But uh, either way, it is in the 8-bit type style of graphics. Uh, and, and it really appealed to me, I think, first and foremost, because of that, uh, basically using sort of the, uh, you know, pixelated characters and settings, but uh, detailed, uh, detailed pixel art, basically. Um, and I love uh, good 8-bit art, uh, very detailed 8-bit art. I think there's just something very cool about that. Uh, and really how I originally found this game um, the reason that I even thought about buying it when I was uh, during that sale on Christmas a few years ago, a couple years ago, whatever, but uh, is that I found it through this artist, this 8-bit artist called, uh, his name is Octa Octavi Navarro, Octavi Navarro, 
potentially. <laughs> but uh, either way, he's on Twitter, and uh, I kind of came across on Twitter some of his 8-bit art, and I thought it was just really neat. I think it's such a, a cool uh, medium to use for, for artwork and just very unique. But uh, I'll put a link to this uh, to his Twitter profile in the show notes if you want to go check out some of the stuff that he's done because he does work on other stuff as well but uh he had posted about this game because he did a lot of the background uh scenes and and artwork for the game uh which is very again it just very well done very interesting and really just check out this game <laughs> thimbleweed park it's worth the money for sure uh it's definitely uh, plenty of stuff and plenty of gameplay in it uh, where you're not going to be done. Well, maybe you will be done with it in a day. Uh, and, and it's not the easiest game in the world either. It did take me a while. I did have to go and get some hints. Uh, and there's actually in the game, uh, there's phones uh, placed throughout the game, phone lines. <laughs> and you can uh, actually dial a certain number on the phone and they will give you hints for depending on where you are in the game because it's not the easiest and I played it on easy mode I'm pretty sure uh, I, I kind of looked at a couple walkthroughs a couple times when I was a really 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 stuck and the hint helpline wasn't working for me at least giving me the hints that I needed and uh, they a lot of the walkthroughs are on hard mode and a couple of the small parts that I read were very much past or more involved than the mode that I was playing so you you know with the found objects and combining them and and different things like that uh, it's uh, it, it's very I think it's challenging I'm not a huge video game person maybe somebody else it wouldn't be as challenging um, but it is I mean it's uh, it's like a big old puzzle game but very quirky very fun uh, just and actually uh, good humor in it too so uh, check out Thimbleweed Park. I'll put a link to Thimbleweed Park in the show notes, and I'll put a link to the Octavi Navarro, uh, his Twitter profile, so you can check that out as well. So anything else he's working on, I think, again, love that 8-bit art, and uh, Thimbleweed Park has been super fun to play, and I'm actually thinking about going back and playing it again, <laughs> probably on the hard mode, just to see uh, what sort of extra stuff there is. Uh, as far as the story goes and, and things like that. So, All right, so the last thing in my notes here is uh, that update on my iPhone situation. Uh, just a quick rundown is I got an iPhone 4S and an iPhone 6S uh, from a friend that I work with, and I just wanted to give an update on where I am as far as the usability of those. So the iPhone 4S, uh, as far as that goes, uh, I think I mentioned last time I downloaded and installed iOS 6 on it. Uh, again, that was per Frank Neidhart's suggestion, so I was glad that I did that. And I did try out the interface a little bit more than I did last time. And again, uh, skeuomorphic design, not <laughs> not too bad. I, I honestly don't mind it very much. I think it's it's got its own personality. So uh, the phone, basically though, this iPhone 4S on iOS 6, is uh, kind of useless. Uh, you can't install most of the apps that are in the App Store. Uh, and the main thing that I was trying to install or find a way to do was uh, use podcasts, some sort of podcast app on there because out of the box on this version of iOS 6, podcasts were not in the music or iTunes app at all. So I actually had to look into a way to get podcasts back on there. The, the reason that is is because out of the box, uh, Apple had s separated out the podcast app uh, after, I think, 
version 9.0, iOS 9 or something like that. Uh, again, I don't know for sure, but that's kind of what I've found. And, and the iPhone 4S does go up, I believe, to iOS 9, uh, which is part of why I think it's they kind of make the, the separate podcast app work with iOS uh, 9 uh, because that is kind of the lowest that the 4S goes. But either way, you can't get it with iOS 6. Uh, so essentially what you had to do is uh, sort of sync podcasts with the 4S via iTunes on, the, on your computer, uh, sync your podcasts to it, and then uh, sort of restart everything. And then the podcast section would show up in the music app. The thing about this is that I couldn't find any other uh, podcast apps for iOS 6 in the App Store, and that's fine. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's out of support for Apple, so that's uh, just, that's why, you know. So that's uh, just kind of what the 4S is going to be. I guess I could bring it back up to iOS 9 or whatever it was on when I got it, but uh, I can, you know, I kind of want to keep that skeuomorphic original design on there, so we'll stick with that, and it'll be just a basic device. All right, so on to the iPhone 6S, which uh, if you've been listening, you know that I haven't been able to use it. it uh, when I got it, it had a passcode on it, and it was still on the original owner's uh, Apple account uh, under their in, with associated with their Apple ID. So uh, there is good news and bad news with this 6S. The good news is actually very good news is that the original owner, uh, the guy I got this from, he did find his Apple ID password, <laughs> so that was uh, really good news. Uh, and so I was able to meet up with them again. Uh, I went into the Find My app on his iPhone, his current iPhone. I think he has the 7 Plus, could be the 8 Plus, I don't know. I didn't, haven't really sat there and checked that on that, but uh, either way I was able to go in and remove this old iPhone 6S, which doesn't show up in the Find My app as a 6s it just says iphone uh, but because it's not the current one that's listed and it's not an ipad which he also has uh it i assume that the third one on there was this iphone so i was able to uh delete it from the account put it in his apple id password which he had and then i went home after that and reset the the iphone 6s via itunes uh, and so essentially starting it anew because there was still passcode so I just had to start anew with it and success there was no Apple ID lock or activation lock or whatever you want to call it uh, so it had been successfully moved removed from his account uh, and and so I was able to sign in and set up everything and it is officially my phone now <laughs> now it's on my Apple account so uh, nobody else can take it from me but uh Either way, that's that's obviously very good news. So uh, I did put in the T-Mobile SIM that I have uh, for my main line. Uh, let's see, my only line. But uh, either way, I put in my T-Mobile SIM and it worked perfectly. So the model number is the, I think it's 1688. Uh, so this is, as uh, Mike Latore was kind of suggesting, I think on Twitter, that it was the unlock model because basically Verizon... Uh, is who the original owner uh, is on Verizon, and that's where he got the phone from. But uh, basically, the phone is an unlocked version uh, that was he was using on Verizon, but it's also able to use on T-Mobile. So basically, after I put the SIM in and booted up the device, uh, it kind of showed up with a message to automatically install 
all of the correct network settings uh, and in which included also turning on Wi-Fi calling as well and yeah it worked perfectly with the T-Mobile sim it loaded everything in uh, probably more settings than I've ever seen any device load in for automatically for a network carrier uh, now granted I've only been on T-Mobile for a few months now and then I kind of was on MVNOs before that and those MVNOs I don't expect there to be much data load in, loaded in but I did you know with the the Android devices the G6 that I've been using uh, that loads in the APN settings that it needs but it doesn't really load in much else uh, it seemed like a lot of stuff got activated when I put the sim in this iPhone so uh, and uh, the calling and everything worked perfectly, so it worked, worked perfectly with my SIM. And so uh, with that said, so that's good news, the phone's set up, I'm able to use it as my own, and uh, I have an iPhone 6 now. Uh, so uh, there is some bad news, as I was saying. <laughs> uh, the first bit isn't really that bad. Uh, it is the 16 gigabyte version uh, of the phone. I was able to finally check the storage on it. And yeah, that's not the greatest thing in the world. Uh, obviously, I won't be able to transfer all of my music over there. I think I have 12 gigabytes of offline music, but none of that will actually go over there. Uh, but other than that, I'm not really too worried about the storage. And I think it'll be just fine uh, because I don't, I'm not 100% sure if I'll be even using the device uh, full time yet or not. But uh, there is a couple other things uh, so in the bad news category here is there is a small purple spot on the screen uh, when the display is white or a lighter color you can kind of see this purple spot uh, if you it's not huge uh, i'd say it's like a dime size uh, if you're using u.s currency but uh it kind of looks like you know when jerry rig everything does the uh, lighter test on a screen and uh, the uh, pixels kind of die out uh, it looks about the size of that, like somebody held a lighter up to it. It's not super noticeable. I don't think it's really anything that's going to impair the display very much from me using it. And I didn't notice, the, like I said, you don't really notice it unless the screen is really a light color or white. Uh, so that's, yeah, it's not the biggest thing in the world, but it's just something that I noticed on the display. The display is not perfect. Uh, the It's scratch-free and uh, crack-free, but uh, clearly there's some something going on with the pixels underneath so uh, again not a big deal but uh, the biggest thing the biggest bad news uh, which in itself is still isn't really that bad is the battery definitely is going to need to be replaced uh, now when I initially turned the device on I got it all set up I did jump into the settings and checked the battery health and it was at 83 percent so I thought okay that's not horrible I've seen other people post you know lower lower than that and the phone was still usable but uh, as I continue to use the device a little bit, the battery level, because uh, I turned on the battery percentage so I could watch that and see how it went. And thank God I did because the battery level, it uh, drastically dropped uh, and sort of jumped down a few times uh, as I was using the device, say from, you know, 45% down to 35%, down to 20%, you know, within the span of about five minutes. Uh, and, and really... Uh, the biggest sign that I think uh, along with that is that the phone uh, from the time that I turned it on to uh, last night so it was a couple days is or I should say really one night of using it and testing it is that the phone completely or it rebooted on me or it completely shut off about four times <laughs> so uh, you know while I was in the middle of setting something up or taking a look at something 
uh, the phone would just shut off. Uh, one time it rebooted, uh, another time it just shut off completely. I think that's very clearly because the battery health is very low. Uh, and so, uh, which makes sense. Uh, the person I'm sure used this phone, you know, for a couple years and then uh, kind of sat dormant. So I imagine the battery is just, it's, uh, it's toast and needs to be replaced. So uh, with that said, I did order uh, the battery kit, a battery kit for it from iFixit for $29.99, uh, which really eh, honestly comes out to $37.44 after shipping and tax. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to go with iFixit's version of the battery because I don't think I have all the tools uh, to replace the battery. And I, you know, I've used iFixit over the years. Uh, for many repair guides and teardowns and stuff like that, and I figured this would be a good way to to sort of pay them back because you can get other kits and and batteries off in other places for you know twenty dollars and less. But uh, I, like I said, I kind of wanted to stick with this iFixit kit just because uh, I trust them and I also want to support them. So and usually I wouldn't do that type of thing, but I got the the phone for free so i figured why not go with the the nice kit from ifixit so and i'll put a link to that kit in the show notes i think if i uh, get any other kits for these iphones i would just stick with ifixit because they pretty much got everything you need on there so i will be replacing the battery myself and we'll see how that goes there's plenty of videos and teardown guides and stuff out there for iphones especially for this iphone 6s so uh, that will be <laughs> interesting. Uh, I've never, again, these are my first iPhones and uh, I'm ready to break them open already and uh, swap out the battery. I think the battery in the 4S is okay. Uh, I haven't used it long enough to sort of know that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the 6S is back up and, and running and I'm looking forward to using it. Uh, the The thing about these two uh, devices already. I'll report back right now on the speaker quality <laughs> of both of them. They both have uh, more than adequate speaker quality for me, for my needs. Uh, I think they could be a little bit louder, especially the 4S, but uh, the speakers on them uh, for listening to podcasts and, you know, some basic music or whatever, you know, not music that you're trying to entertain a party with, just something to have on in the background kind of a thing. Uh, they, the speakers are very good, uh, and the build quality is really good. Uh, nothing you haven't heard about an iPhone before, but I do appreciate the uh, metal SIM trays as well on these two. Oh, and, and speaking of of speaker quality, I wanted to, I, I keep forgetting, and I forgot to report back on this with that uh, Galaxy Tab S6 that we got from my wife. The speaker quality on that thing is by far the best that I've heard on any mobile device, including laptops. Uh, it is totally uh, amazing uh, and un almost unbelievable. You almost have to hear it for yourself in a, in a quiet room to kind of appreciate it. So uh, my wife has been traveling for work quite a bit lately, and so she was packing up uh, this last weekend, and uh, we put the tablet on as the music device, and it was, yeah, I just couldn't get over. I mean, I had heard it before that, but it was kind of like I never really played much. You know, I'd play 10 seconds of a song or a video or something just to hear the speakers and be like, wow, that was good. But, we, you know, with continuously playing music, 
uh, it gets really loud and it's very good. The fidelity on it's very good. I almost would choose that tablet over um, all the Bluetooth speakers that I have. <laughs> now, granted, it's not a lot. I have the uh, soda pop speaker, which I still need to get back to. I'm sorry about that. But and I also have some uh, Nokia MD12 Bluetooth speakers, and uh, those are good. But this tablet, seriously, if you're looking for a multimedia device, the Tab S6 is... It's, it'll blow you away uh, with the screen and the speakers. Uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. Obviously, the lack of a headphone jack is kind of the pain point there, but as far as media goes. But anyway, uh, I was talking about iPhones. I kind of went off into the Tab S6 there, but I you know just wanted to mention that before I forgot to report back. But yeah, so I've got uh, my iPhones up and running. They're mine now, <laughs> officially, <laughs> uh, especially that 6S. And uh, once we get that battery replaced, I'll be able to do, you know, a little bit more testing. Uh, it's kind of hard to use it right now because it is kind of erratic. But uh, who knows, maybe my SIM will end up in it and I'll use it as my daily device at some point. We'll see. Uh, that's a big we'll see. I had planned on doing that, but uh, you never know. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, reporting back on those iPhones, the iPhones situation. All right, so let's wrap things up here on episode 91 of the Pixel Swim podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in. As always, visit pixelswim.com for all of these show notes or social links if you want to follow or if you were going to follow along <laughs> or leave any feedback. Uh, pixelswim.com is the place to go. And I usually put, usually, I always put the show notes in the podcast notes as well. So if you have a good podcast app, those all should show up there on your devices. So uh yeah thanks for tuning in tune in next week for episode 92 uh we'll see maybe i'll have that battery in the iphone success by then but uh we'll see uh either way have a great afternoon or evening or morning or lunch or dinner or breakfast or brunch or fourth meal like i've mentioned in the past or uh, November or December or whatever month it is or meal it is that you're eating while you're listening to this. Have a great one. Thanks again and Godspeed. Speed.